Okay, you could start whenever. Welcome to episode one of the Born Again Again podcast. I'm Katie. And I'm Joe. We're a married couple who left our Christian faith. On this podcast, we'll talk about our journey as well as the reasons we left the church, things we're going through now because of it, and ways we have grown since. So, Joe, do you want to talk about why we decided to name this podcast Born Again Again? Sure. And you thought of the name. Yes, I did. (laughs) Uh, But I really like it, and I think it fits perfectly because... Obviously, when you're Christian, the whole uh, the whole start of everything is when you get born again. Um, and that's a big moment for a lot of people, and it's life-changing, and it changed my life when I was born again. Um, and it marked a period of different thinking and uh, mindset shift and all that stuff. Well, so since being Christian and living that way and getting into it as deeply as we felt was possible... Um, leaving the Christian faith now feels like we're getting born again. Again, it's uh, a bigger waking up moment than we had when we got into Christianity in the first place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it feels like we've kind of woken up from a dream. Yeah, totally. And sort of worldview shattered. Reality is now what we see all around us instead of, you know, spiritual realm and all that stuff. Yeah, it seemed like we were looking through such a lens when we were in our faith. But yeah, I know that you're always looking through some kind of lens, but now I feel like it's sort of widened and we're allowed to look through whichever one we want. Yeah. Just really free. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll get born again, 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 and again, and then we can make a new podcast and another podcast. And we can make so many podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Unlimited podcasts. Thanks to religion and worldview shattering. All right, so what we want to do to start out is just share a little bit about our backgrounds because we both had different upbringings in church, and then we'll sort of bring those stories together when we met and talk about how we were involved in the church and in our marriage, and then we're going to share when we left and just how it felt. So, Joe, do you want to start talking about what uh, Christianity was like growing up for you. Yeah. This will be like a quick version of my whole life story, basically, because I got into this when I was really young. So the earliest memory I have of Christianity was actually, I don't even know if it's a memory as much as it's just like a story that my family tells. But when I was eight year old, eight years old on father's day, I prayed at a youth meeting to receive Jesus as my savior. Um, And I think I actually did it twice that night because did it the first time, wanted to make sure that really worked, you know. <laughs> so, did you not think it took? I, I don't know. I mean, the first time? how do you know as an eight-year-old? Yeah. So I did it more than once, felt pretty sure that it happened. Um, and so that was the beginning of basically, well, almost 20 years, maybe 17 mm-hmm. or 18 years of uh, Christian life. But so my whole family has always been Christian. Uh, their families were always Christian. All of our holidays, family get-togethers were all centered around God and, um, you know, praying before meals and praying as a family and going to Bible study and going to youth group and um, going to church every Sunday and me going to Sunday school and my parents on the worship team and then eventually me on the worship team. Um, so up through from from the time I got saved when I was eight up until the time I was 18, really, it was just the kind of the expected progression of a good Christian. Um, I 
grew up and through each stage of my life, I've kind of found, found my Christian friends in that stage of my life. And I would, you know, get deeper and deeper into it. Um, in middle school, I was part of the youth group at my church and had a lot of Christian friends because I went to a Christian school, actually from the time I was in kindergarten all the way through eighth grade. Oh yeah, I forgot you did. Went to a private did. Christian school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, yeah, actually it was like kind of like church every day of the week, yeah, I suppose, in totally. a lot of ways. Um, yeah, everybody in my life was Christian. All the authority figures in my life were Christian. And it will, if, if my goal was to be the best Christian possible, it really was kind of a perfect scenario. Um, mm-hmm. and I thrived in it. You know, I, I found a lot of my self-worth in being Christian and I took a lot of pride that I was a really good kid and tried to do everything right. And I tried to do everything right by my parents' rules and by God's rules. And I feel like I was pretty successful at it yeah, <laughs> for the I, most part. I think that I was really intimidated by you. Yeah, when I we think, first met. Yeah, because I felt like you were super Christian. I had never met a guy who was as Christian as you. Yeah. And really quick, tell everybody what kind of church you went to growing up. Yeah, right. So I, my church when I was growing up was a Baptist church. It wasn't like, like super Baptist where you can't ever drink alcohol. I think some of them were like that. Mm. Um, but it was considered Baptist. I don't really know what that, what yeah. that meant, but it seemed non-denominational to me I guess, in a way. Yeah. It was like they, you, they believed that Jesus died for our sins and that the Bible was inerrant and that God was all powerful. Yeah. Um, you're saved by faith and not by works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think they believe like the once saved, always saved thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was kind of just like general, really, really s- serious Christian church. Just church. <laughs> yeah. Just church. Throughout my whole childhood, really, I don't know that I had many doubts at all. Uh, not really at all, actually. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like a real, real sense of um, superiority almost. Uh, compared to the people all around me, just because I kind of thought I had all of the answers and they didn't, you know, and I think just by nature, like you're probably going to take a little bit of pride, at least in that fact. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Cool. Well, I'll share my background. Then I grew up Christian as well from birth. My family was Lutheran Missouri Synod and my grandparents are on both sides and everyone in my family yeah everyone was lutheran missouri synod that's strong yes it is strong (laughs) it's really strong and so when i we didn't pray to be saved in the lutheran church i don't know it's who's familiar with it but it's a little bit like a catholic church except they love talking about how different they are from the catholics because they love that martin luther was their spokesman and got them out of the catholic church but um (laughs) yeah but, um, so I was confirmed when I was 13. I can't remember. I had to go to confirmation class every Wednesday night for three years. I really don't remember much of this. I actually haven't I thought about it. I was it. <laughs> thinking that as I was kind of going back through my story, like there's a long periods that kind of are just like yeah. a blur where you sort of just are following the normal like, pattern Christian of, life. Yeah. Path. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I feel like the church really attributed to me being super quiet and super shy because almost everybody at that church was like a, a church mouse. I feel like when people say church mouse, that was like all the people in my church. Um, when 
I was in high school or college, I can't remember, my parents switched to a non-denominational church, was which was actually a really big deal because um, nobody else in my family was going to a church like that, and it seemed very charismatic compared to the Lutheran church. And about this time, I had started going to Bible studies at school, at high school, and in college, I started getting involved a little bit in the Campus Crusade for Life, um, but... I was still going to a Lutheran Missouri Synod church on my campus in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, but I was starting to want my faith to be a little bit bigger part of my life. I didn't want to just sit on the sidelines. I thought that if I really believed in this, then I wanted to really do something about it. And so in 2008, I don't know, I transferred schools and that's when I met Joe. Yeah. And... And that's when I was also involved in Campus Crusade for Christ mm-hmm. um, and InterVarsity at the school I was going to um, and was becoming more and more involved in those ministries. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we met. We met decided then. to meet up. at Our first time we ever met in person was at... InterVarsity, a, right? Or Campus Crusade for Christ, I think. I don't know. They're kind of the same. It was the same. I think, <laughs> I yeah. I feel like it was crew. Yeah. Um. So... From there, we quickly started dating, um, and the first thing we did as a good Christian couple was set boundaries. We set <laughs> yeah. boundaries, no sex yeah. before marriage, mm-hmm. no hardcore making out. I don't know if we said this that. This is awkward. Then. Okay, but just we set boundaries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and <laughs> it's a little embarrassing. Um, <laughs> we prayed together. We started having Bible studies together yeah. because we thought that, like, the model of an amazing Christian couple would be people who prayed together, who worshiped together and did devotionals together. Yeah, I think like, we did that. We were really read the Bible it. together. Yeah. Yeah. We were really, really trying to be as godly as possible. Really. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's not to say we like never messed up or sinned. Yeah. I feel like there were a lot of times when of we felt like really guilty yeah. for stuff. Um, but, I, but we like, tried, you know, like we were really going for it. Yeah. And I started to feel actually born again. I started to feel for the first time in my life actually changed by my faith. Like I felt that I had so much love to give. I felt that God had filled me and I could love people and everything was going to be great. And I trusted in him. And it was sort of like, I, I think it was the time that I felt like I was actually born again was in college um, when I was about 20 years old. Yeah. And that was about the same time, too, when I felt like I had really kind of come into my own and started mm-hmm. to really feel like I could do this. You know, I could like be a really, really good Christian and I could be a Christian leader and I loved it and it made sense to me. And I found a lot of my self-worth and confidence in the fact that I was a really good Christian. Mm hmm. Um, so yeah, we were like, we were doing pretty good. We, we were just newly dating and we were loving each other and we were both really into God and, um, mm-hmm. really, we got into really, we got into crew more and we started, yeah. they asked us to play on the worship band, which was awesome. Uh-huh, we, and I sang and played guitar and you mm-hmm. played drums. Yeah. yeah. We were kind of living the dream, so to speak, as, as a Christian couple, Christian dating couple. Yeah. Um, and yeah, talked about getting married all the time. Then, um, after, well, after we decided to get married, I guess, fast forward a few years, we decided that we wanted to intern with crew. Like we wanted to take our faith to the next level. They asked us if we would ever consider joining staff for our college campus. Yeah. Around our junior year in college. Yeah. Or like towards the end of our college career. 
Um, yeah, which is super appealing. And especially mm-hmm. we had also switched to going, switched from our families, non-denominational type kind of churches mm-hmm. to going to a more charismatic church, mm-hmm. um, just the two of us oh, yeah. that we went to on our own. Um, which that's a, uh, another topic that we'll talk about more and other podcasts too and get into more of that kind of stuff. But we, we were super passionate about that church and the whole charismatic way of being a Christian and being filled with the spirit and the mm-hmm. spiritual gifts and all of that. And mm-hmm. so we were really on healing fire. We, we were, were like, like on fire <laughs> totally for God <laughs> on fire. I feel like our families were probably so proud. And well, we were so one time proud. your mom, when we decided to join crew, um, we had to fundraise in the beginning and because it's like a missionary, you have to, you have to raise support to be on staff. Mm-hmm. And we were at like one of their friends' homes and we were, My parents friends? yeah, your parents' friends. And we were doing our presentation. And afterwards, your mom was like, you're going to have so many jewels on your crown in heaven. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. And I we, I felt that she was so proud of us. And yeah. I was, I, I felt, felt a little bit yeah. bad that she was saying that because I was like, well, you don't want to like, yeah, accept those but kind of things like I, I also don't want you to feel like you're not going to have that. Oh, or yeah. it just right, felt awkward. Right. Like she was complimenting us in that way. And like, eh. yeah, no, but I mean, that was a thing. I mean, we thought about <sighs> yeah. that. It felt like this was like a really good thing to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, super involved in crew, uh, super involved at our church. Um, and I, for the next year, I guess the, the year that we were with crew, I feel like things kind of, they ramped up in certain ways and they kind of started to take a bit of a change in other mm-hmm. ways. Too. Yeah. Well, crew is super like fundamentalist or very non-denominational and they don't like talking about all of the extracurricular, uh, extracurricular sides of christianity they <laughs> yeah. just want to talk about how jesus loves you he died for your sins the bible's true yeah and you're you're saved if you believe in him they don't want to talk about can you heal people can or you like speak in tongues or, yeah. like yeah do you need to be baptized as a baby or as an adult they don't they just want to like they want to be like kind of basic and then plug you into a church so when we were like coming in hot with our charismatic (laughs) tendencies we were trying to we we had kids that we both led bible studies right did you lead one yeah and then i and we both discipled kids like had one-on-one times with students and we were trying to get them to speak in tongues and we were praying for people to be healed on campus um it was we like were, the underground Christians. Yes, we, like we got in trouble for it, actually. <laughs> we were like, yes, like God totally would want us to get in trouble for sharing his truth. Yeah. You yeah. know, like our staff people had to talk to us oh, and tell us, yeah. don't try to teach kids how to speak in tongues. We we're like, you're oppressive. Yeah. <laughs> get behind me, Satan. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. These are real gifts from God. And yeah. like, so we led, like learned how to speak in tongues from our charismatic church. And we were like could sing in the spirit and we were practicing prophesying and our church was crazy like it was a party it was yeah it was every sunday morning it was like a party and we would dance and people would jump up and down shouting shouting. yeah bringing guests to church it was a little bit embarrassing better better buckle up yeah because like you don't know my church oh this isn't church you know (laughs) in fact they wouldn't call it church because they said that the church is like a body of people they called it meeting because they were very very careful about how they talked yeah, about they were everything. very serious about it yeah and we were too and we loved that i mean i love that about i love this like, church it was a church that was 
so radical and so different from anything else mm-hmm. we've been a part of. And it was, it felt really fresh and like real. And the people who were a part of it were real. And yeah. So committed. And yeah. I still can't fault them. No, I feel I like they are following the Bible as close as I've ever like seen any church do. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And yeah. I, I like a love a lot of those people there. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some, I mean, yeah, I could never fault those people. Yeah. They're some of our friends still. And yeah. Some of the best people we've ever met in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Yeah. So. So. Um, okay. I've, so there were like 24 at this point. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, we married like for what? A couple four years, years. Three years. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. At the absolute peak of our Christian career, so to speak. Yeah. Um, you were on the worship band at our church. Yeah. And our that. band was awesome. And yeah. you like. It was like a concert every week. So I felt like, Joe, you were sort of like a rock star. I felt that too. I wouldn't have admitted it at the time. Of course not. Be humble. (laughs) Yeah. It was pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we've been going to this church for a little bit. And for all of a sudden, totally out of the blue, I, of course me, start to feel a little weird. And that's like about the extent of it. That's all I knew. It was like, you just felt weird about it all of a sudden i wasn't into it like it was like wait a second i feel like god isn't talking to me anymore like i feel like the holy spirit isn't filling me anymore well and that kind of started like i remember you specifically talking to me about that after a bible study Mm -hmm. it wasn't even called bible study it was called home group because we would get together and we would eat food together and we would pray and we would sing Mm -hmm. in our friend's living room um, Talk about the sermon. Yeah, I remember, from, like, after one of those home group meetings. Yeah, we were driving in the car. We were driving home, and you, like, started telling me what you were feeling. Yeah. Do you remember what I said? Um, I remember you saying, basically, well, no, I don't I don't know. You, I remember you feeling uncomfortable there. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what it was. You felt uncomfortable, and you felt, like, um, pressured to sing, mm-hmm. you know, because they would always encourage everybody to go around and share something that the Lord had put on their heart. And I think you were having a really hard time because you were having a real difficulty figuring out what was like God speaking to you and what was just you yeah, like making up or coming up with a nice thought that like kind of fits in and is encouraging. Yeah. Not I thought you were trying to, but like, yeah, I you know, felt listening like, to God was confusing. It was really hard. Yeah, it was. And I, I felt like we all were like encouraged, but sort of like pressured to speak pray or sing at these meetings and oh our dog pilot our dog is dreaming um and (laughs) but at this particular meeting for some reason i just was thinking like it seems like people could just be saying something nice or something from the bible and and they could just say that god told them that but they could just be reciting something that they read today and i feel i feel like it's not evidence of the Holy Spirit. And so it just seems strange. I want to wait until I feel like I'm actually being told by the spirit to like, say something for sure. Like for sure. And I don't want to just sure. feel like I have to be forced to share. Yeah. You know, I want to only share what God wants. And sometimes God would want me to be silent. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so I was sharing that with you and I felt like you were, you did not know what I meant. You were no. not on the same page. And I felt really disappointed. Or I felt like you were really disappointed in me. And I felt like a super bad Christian wife you know, that was not being submissive to my husband and to the or Lord, like the church the process. Church process. Or, yeah. yeah. I felt really embarrassed of it, but I'm terrible at being dishonest and everything that I think I have to say. Um, so I say a lot of things 
to Joe and really like surprise you, yeah. I think, because I just can't hold my emotions in. But it was well, kind of a good thing I did. Oh, well, absolutely. Yeah. Now. But yeah, at the time, I, I was not ready for it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I didn't know what to think. And even if I was having those doubts, which I think, you know, I like part of me resonated with what you were saying and understood what you were saying and where you were coming from. But I wasn't really ready to hear that. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't I didn't know how to help you or what to make of it. And I felt I felt bad that you were feeling bad about it. And I felt bad that I didn't know how to help you out of it. And mm -hmm. I felt embarrassed that we weren't like the most stellar Christians. Gelling you know? anymore. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if they were doubts yet. If we knew that they were. I don't were... think they were doubts yet. I think they were just, you, you were feeling especially pressured to like share and stuff. And you felt like maybe that wasn't maybe God didn't want you to share or maybe mm -hmm. God wasn't actually saying anything to you. Yeah. Um, and so I think like the home group started to become a little bit uncomfortable. We stopped, <clears throat> we kind of right? said that we wanted to stop going. We took like, all a of a sudden we took a group, break. Right? Yeah. I wish I could remember what I felt. Right. Cause yeah. I was, we were so confused. I was like, I have no idea what's happening to me. I have no idea why I feel so off. Yeah. And right. I can't, I can't even go because I feel like, I can't put my, I can't honor God. I'm dishonoring God. Yeah. And I cannot right. allow myself to go to home group. Totally. Because I am dishonoring God. And there are other people there who are totally committed. And yeah. Who are and like I feel totally flowing and yeah. you're bringing them down. I'm bringing them down. Yeah. yeah. And then it progressed from there, still being completely confused. We were, you and I both were involved in church. I was yeah. involved with the kids. Like during the sermon, I would help in the daycare downstairs and you would play in the band yeah. and we both had to tell our the band leader the the person in charge of daycare that we wanted to step down we needed to take a break because we thought that we were just burnt out right. i think we probably thought yeah. we were burnt out yeah you know we needed a break uh -huh. and it felt so bad telling them yeah i mean it's like it's it was embarrassing really mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean all these people are really close friends and you know, you have this mutual thing that brings you all together. And it's, it's hard to hear one of your Christians, friend, Christian friends saying, uh, they want to become less involved. In yeah. Church. And you know, people were looking like, up to us. Yeah. Totally. And we were even in a class to, to train, to become home group leaders. Right. Yeah. That's right. At the time we had just finished it. Yeah. Cause they were thinking that. about us being like home group leaders in the mm -hmm. future. That's actually probably part of the reason everything was kind of compounding. You know, we were, we getting, were getting more and more, more involved. involved. Yeah more involved in church and starting to have like slight little doubts here and there about if the things we were hearing or the things we were feeling were from God, or if it was just us, you know, having clever thinking minds or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, so we took a break from all of our major responsibilities at church, mm -hmm. which was a difficult process to go through, but we went through with that. And then I remember I started praying a lot more, um, and started meeting with one of the elders at the oh, church, yeah. like frequently and talking to him because after this amount of time, you know, and talking to Katie, I, like, I guess I eventually just started to be honest with myself and realize like, yeah, what Katie's saying is right. You know, I, I feel that too. I feel unsure, I guess is really the, the right way to put it. Unsure that what I'm experiencing is God, um, in terms of like, the thoughts that I'm having or mm -hmm. the things that I'm attributing to hearing God's voice. It just was starting to have doubts about whether or not that was God's voice. Mm -hmm. And you, and you can't doubt. No, there's no room for doubt. There is no room for doubt. And it's, it was super scary. You feel so terrible. Yeah. Can I read that quote? Yeah. Right yeah. now. 
we have this quote that we read several years after we left the church um, that sort of sums up what we're talking about right now with like being afraid to doubt as a Christian. And I do you remember where we found this. It was mm. in like it. We found a, a website about religious it trauma <laughs> and it was like religious trauma. And it was a quote by by someone who had gone through. Yeah. You know, break up from the church and, and they had, they had said this about doubts. Yeah. They had said, if you are constantly struggling with skepticism and doubts about anything else in the world, you don't try to quiet it. You seek out the truth. In religion, it's a struggle and a fight and it's sinful to have them. Yeah. And that's what we felt. Totally. And at, we felt that from the beginning that it was sinful how we were feeling and how, how we were having to step down and how we were having to back off of church. It felt, really bad you we know, wanted to was, hide it we did totally we were hiding I, we were it from our to parents. Tell our parents for sure for a while and not eventually you know after a while of being less and less involved in church we kind of stopped going to church completely yeah the, yeah, the right? meetings the sunday morning meetings yeah. we just stopped going to the meetings we just it felt like we were being ingenuine by going to church and being with all these people who were totally committed and totally like committed. moving forward every day mm-hmm. and getting closer to God and getting more committed to God every day. And for some reason, we just couldn't. Mm-hmm. We just weren't. I don't know. There was something that happened where we just we felt like we like fell off the wagon or something. Yeah, I don't we did. Know. We t- that's a good way to put it. We totally fell off the wagon. Yeah. So go back to, you were saying you were meeting with elders from the church right. and did you do that? Like, I don't even remember you doing that. Did it you do that like frequently? Like I think once it was a like week a few or something? Weeks. Yeah. I was meeting with one of the elders because like we were saying at the same time, um, we had been, we had been trying to talk to people to get like some sort of help. Yeah. With answers. This, you know, yeah. Cause I was meeting with the elder and then you and I, we met with the elder, the and, elder and, his and, wife. and his wife together. Um, and, and it wasn't. Which Helping. turned out, yeah, none of the stuff like really ended up being super helpful. But, you know, it was like we were drowning in a way. We're trying to save ourselves and trying yeah, to save this. Yeah, we were trying to save this, swim you know? like to the I mean, top, but it wouldn't. It, it's terrifying to be in that scenario and start to feel like your faith is slipping away. Yeah, it was like the rug was pulled from under us. And we're like holding on to it as much as we can. Like, please, I remember, what's going on? I remember reading books, Christian books like crazy and uh-huh. reading the Bible more and trying yeah. to pray like praying so much every night and trying to pray together. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, just like for, asking like, God for answers. God, please give us some sort of answer or direction mm-hmm. or anything at all because mm-hmm. we like we need you. We're, we need you to give us faith, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and we tried hard yeah. like that for a while. I mean, for kind of a long time, actually. Mm-hmm. In the midst of doing all of that, we stopped going to church, yeah, um, kind but, of jumping back to yeah. what we were talking about before. Um, but so we're praying and trying to get our Christian life back together, stop going to church because we felt like outsiders, it felt like we were being ingenuine. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, we had also been planning a move, a cross-country move. We sold our house uh, and we moved from Wisconsin to Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And um, this wasn't... It had nothing to do with Christianity. No, we wanted to, we just wanted life. to move because yeah. we were, we're also photographers and artists and we just wanted to meet other photographers and yeah. artists on the West Coast. We wanted to have that PNW life. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, we, so we didn't have a church then. Once we moved, mm-hmm. um, we needed to find a new church. And that was even something I don't know that we like started looking for a church right away because really we, we stopped going to our church in Wisconsin mm-hmm. maybe like a month. 
maybe two months. It wasn't too long. Really? Um, before we moved. I felt like it was six months. Oh, really? I felt like the from the time that the whole thing started, it was six months to mm-hmm. our move. Because I remember the first time I said, you know, that I was feeling weird driving home. I think it was cold. So it must have been the middle of winter, yeah. you know, and then we, we moved in June. Yeah, yeah. So Okay, well, a certain number of months before. But yeah, not too long. Um, it still kind of felt like once we moved to Portland, maybe we would try some churches. Yeah, that we felt like, our plan. yeah, like, maybe we can have a, if we can find a new better community. community. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. Um, so yeah, the first couple months in Portland, we went to a few different churches. We, I don't know that we went to a couple, maybe more than once. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, it was just going from like church to church and kind of getting the feel and getting the vibe of everything. And, uh, we, I don't know, like that spark we were looking for, I guess, or that kind of that gut feeling or that sense that we were on the right path just never hit. No, we kept, I mean, it's, I feel like at first I thought we were just making so many excuses. We went to this one church and it was so like, it was so cool. Like all of the cool kids who had 60 K followers on Instagram with their P and W Instagram accounts who were 24 went to this one Every church. One of them. Everyone. They were like, and we're at this, at this time, I don't know how old we were, like 20. Same age, I guess. No, but a little bit a little older, older, but it yeah. felt like there was no one older than us. That's true. And it was weird. And then, and then we went to that church a few times, like That's on and off. That's true of all of Portland. Though. Yes. But we went to the one, this, that one church. The last time we went, it was packed and that's great for them. That's cool. But we walked in and we could not find a seat and everyone, they were in the middle of a song. I remember them just staring at us and like not budging over, just looking at us like, wow, you guys, like, who are you? Like, you're late you or what? Like, yeah. like, you should have come earlier to get a seat. <laughs> like, no one would, there was definitely space for someone to just like shove down and let two people in. No one ever said hello to us at this church. No one like ever greeted us. Like, it was because it was all 23 year olds and they were all like super self-conscious about looking cool and being with their friends. Yeah. And then we went to this other church and it was so boring and also, i remember like, being like yeah. this is this is not a spirit-filled church right. the spirit if, is not here if jesus walked in these doors today is this how you would be acting yes no so that <laughs> one was bad and then there was a couple others that were super boring and then you know we just were getting exhausted yeah you know and it was you, less about like the board how boring yeah, they were yeah. you know like that was a big part of that we was just wanted them it, to be know? radically living for god yeah right we we basically missed our old our church, old church yeah. really that's what it was uh-huh. is we missed our old church and we missed the like the passion of mm-hmm. the people and the welcoming people yeah. even though we weren't like feeling our spiritual best we still wanted we to... wanted a church that was like killing it yeah you uh-huh. know and yeah. we just didn't really find that i guess so we just, we got exhausted. We know we were like, we were like spiritually exhausted. You know, yeah, what do we do? Exactly. We don't, we don't know what to do. We prayed all the pray, the prayers. Mm-hmm. We went to the churches. We read the Bible. We, we don't know what books. to do. Yeah. So we just weirdly just stopped talking about it. We did. Which was really strange for yes, us. Yes. Super strange. So we had become now we're in the stage where we are we're super scared to talk about it with each other because i think that both of us did not want to bring it up to see or hear that the other had stopped believing in god right and i was that's, like not ready to hear you no. say that and i was not ready to hear you say that yeah even though i was having like i was Those having doubts because yeah. because in this time we you know, and we'll talk about more of the reasons looking back. There were lots of there reasons were lots at of this reasons, point. Yeah. yeah, why we left the church and we didn't notice them until we had been we had been out. But 
Uh, we, were too, we were afraid to tell each other because I didn't want to hear that you you didn't believe in God. Right. And you didn't, yes, you yeah. didn't want to hear that I didn't believe yeah. in God. And and that yeah. went on for like a year and a half. Yeah. Like just us not talking yeah. about it. And it wasn't, it wasn't weird. It wasn't like we felt like we were really hiding something. But I think both of us were like thinking about God in the back of our mind. And we were, I was praying like uh-huh. often so actually. But like I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't like being super vocal with you about it. I wasn't talking about it much. And at that point, I think I was mainly just praying to God, like, God, if you are real, please give me something. Oh, yeah. Give like, give us an ounce of faith, please, because I don't know what else to do. I'm like, I'm lost. I'm totally lost. lost. Please help me. Okay. During this time, another weird thing that a reason why I didn't want to bring it up was because I noticed that we felt no, no different. Like, so the whole time I was just so worried and I had a pit in my stomach because I was like, am I Christian? Am I not? Is God real? Is he not? And like, I don't, why do I have these thoughts? I should never, ever had these right. thoughts. I don't know if you've grown up like completely in religion, ever, ever thinking that God isn't real is not an option. That is not your reality. That's not God something is that you would ever completely think. real. Yeah. And if you were ever to question that, you would explode. Like, and it would <laughs> not be like, it would not even be a thing you thought about. But like... Our life was exactly the same. Yeah. We did not feel like any more depressed in the other areas. Besides, we were stressed out about church. That like aside, we were like f- completely fine. Yeah. We were happy. Blessings were happening to us. Like we felt really good things. Yeah. Good things were happening to us. So many good things. Like, you know, like God wasn't, I was scared God was going to like, um, turn us back to him by, I don't know. Like letting us hit rock bottom. Or yeah, something. yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was, I was honestly terrified of that because I think the whole time I was Christian, I was taught that the world is a super scary place yes. full of wickedness and full of evil. And if you leave the church, you are unprotected and you're walking into Satan's domain. We thought and, we could have gotten into drugs. Like right. we could have gotten like into I mean, being or, ter- with terrible friends, like in a bad crowd. Right. I started learning about meditation and some of our Christian friends were voicing concern that like opening our mind too much, a demon might get in or the devil might come in. <laughs> and even at that time, I feel like that was a little bit like, okay, buddy, hold up. You know, like we were how like, strong is your God breaks. if you cannot do anything? <laughs> right. But I mean, we were scared. I, I was scared that we were going to, mm-hmm. we were making the hugest mistake of our whole life and that we were like throwing our lives away. Yeah. I was scared for our marriage. Yeah. You know, I, we were, we were really scared. We were scared. To be losing our faith. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we just didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Until one day. One and fateful day. I will, and we'll wrap this up after this. We were in our second apartment in Portland and Joe was in the kitchen. This is like three years after we stopped going to church or two no. years, two and a half years yeah. or something after. And maybe years. how long ago? Two years ago yeah. or maybe even one and a half years yeah. ago now from now i walked into the kitchen joe was in there and he was washing dishes or cooking or whatever and i said so we haven't talked about this in a long time do you still believe in god and that you know i don't remember what he exactly said but then we started talking about it again for the first time in like two years whatever it was And from there, we went on a journey of trying to figure out what happened in our past, um, trying to figure out answers for ourselves. And it was 
frankly amazing. It's been a wild ride too. It has been amazing. Yes. And that's what we'd like to share in our following podcasts. Exactly. Just everything that we learned, the reasons we left, what our eyes have been opened up to, and I don't know, just things we've we've realized and it's it's been crazy and we can't wait to share everything. 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 Yeah. And you know, this is something that was super serious to us, actually, yeah, at this the- very moment. We have been out of the church for three, four years. Yeah. I don't know. We need to figure out our dates, but <laughs> we have not told our parents. No. That's how scared we are. And it We're gives us a lot scared, of scared, and we think about it every day. We have not told our siblings. We have not told our Christian friends. Yeah. And I'm sure that they know something's wrong because we used to talk about God all the time and we never do anymore. Mm-hmm. And I know we've like declined church invitations to my parents. I know they know something's wrong. I know they know we don't go to church, but yeah. they do not know the extent of how we feel. No. And I don't know. That's how scared we are. Yeah. Like that's how like, d- you know, we feel like we could cause damage to our families for what we think. Right. And like we have to hide it. And I think that's evidence too for how deep how deeply committed we were to it, mm-hmm. you know, for, and how deeply our committed lives. our families are. Yeah, so committed. I mean, and there all of there our was, siblings. My brother is a missionary in Israel. There is never a point. There was never a point in my Christian life where I could have ever even considered that I would one day not be Christian. No, that was that Same. thought never could have ever crossed my mind. Never. And there was, yeah, I I never imagined my life without God in ne- any capacity. Never. So we used we were to say saved as heck. Yes. We, were. We, we used to say that if we ever got tattoos, it would be something about God because God is everlasting and he was something that would never change in our life. Exactly. Yeah. So and, we were committed. Yeah. And yeah. And now we're out and we feel like we're much, uh, much better off for it. And we are really looking forward to sharing more about this process. And we feel born again, again. We feel awake. Amen. Amen. (laughs) All right. Thank you for listening to our long stories. Um, This was sort of an introductory podcast. um, And the next ones we're going to have, I think, a little bit more focused topics. A little more structure instead of just our rambling on about our history. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye. Bye.